Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. This week, we have a very sick Rob, that's me, a sick left. Sicker left, probably. Uh, you know, robots don't get sick, did you? <laughs> I'm healthy. <laughs> we, uh, so you have computer viruses. We're, we're, we're pretty ill, so maybe we should play in some Dr. Mario, right? <laughs> oh, right, oh, oh, oh. I thought of that before the yeah, show, yeah, so I thought I gotta make sure I... It's such a funny joke, should, should not go... Or you know, Dr. Media. Sure, that's right. For the Wii U. Yes. <laughs> for, the, for the Wii U. So, number one system, Wii U. Um, today, it can't be number one. It doesn't have any From Software games. That's true. So. That's the esteemed From yeah. Software. Oh, speaking of... Speaking of the esteemed From Software, I bought Bloodborne today. Man, you are now playing the fifth best game of all time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited. Uh... This is, quite frankly, one of the main reasons I, I really wanted a PS4. Well, why wouldn't um, you? Yeah, right? But, like, in all reality, I really do like Dark Souls, yeah. um, so I'm really excited to get Number home. one game of all time. Yeah. So I'm really excited to go home and, and play Bloodborne tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I like how, when I bought it, the guy at EB Games was this, what did he say? I hope you like punishing yourself whenever, like, he sold it to me. Sadistic. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, well, I played Dark Souls, so I know, I know what it's do you like. Play, do you play with candles, too? <laughs> do you maybe, like the hot maybe candle I wax, will. Like, drip on you while maybe, you're playing? Maybe I should. I'll turn I'm, all the You're like playing off. like, I've been bad. You're dripping the candles on me. <laughs> That's going to be a thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> no, please no. Please no. Um, but yeah, no, excited for that. Um, yeah. And the theme of today's... Cause yeah, this is we actually, got a couple of those. Because this is actually... Yeah, we did. You're right. Maybe you got save one. that one then. Okay, I'll save and this I'll, one. And I'll mention that. I'll, I'll save this it. one because um, we'll talk about this game in, yeah. in depth later. Um, but I got one of my all-time favorite Super Nintendo games, uh, Breath of Fire. It's an um, RPG. Yeah, it's an RPG game. Right away, Seiji looked at it. He's like, I bet this is an RPG. Um, he's, correct. he's absolutely yeah. correct. Um, great game. Really excited to have this one, too. Um, I feel like whenever I go game hunting with you from now on, I'm going to feel compelled to buy an SNES game. Yeah, well, you Which did. Which I did. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. So, you did. The, the SNES game I got was Blackthorn. Yeah. My Interplay. You know, I don't know anything about this game. Uh, I, I think it's an RPG. And that's about the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> I picked it up. So, so I have that now. I got a pink yarn. You show like nineties comic book, it like, like just like the dark kind of lines everywhere. That just looks like such a comic book from the nineties. Looks cool, man. Uh, I got pink yarn Yoshi. Go with my green one. It was there. I was like, oh, it's cute. It's they are adorable. I love them. Got uh, of course Triforce Heroes because that came out today. And uh, you get this, Mmm, I don't know. No, not yet. If you get it, we can play it. Yeah, it'll be a little while. I have the demo. I get it. I haven't been able to play the demo. I, I, you gave me the download code, and I haven't a chance. Oh, you to can't do. play single player the demo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I got a uh, Double Dragon for the NES. Love Double Left Dragon. Really wanted me to get it. Yeah, so. I did. I got Tetris in the box now with a manual. Nice. So that feels good. I like boxed games, especially old ones. They make me happy. Uh, I got another game that we'll save till the uh, segment for topic of the day. I also got this, um, the Action Replay Max for the PSP and PS2. Uh, it's cheap system, like Game Genie. It was cheap, but I got it because I have a bunch of import games for the PS1 and PS2, and I think, I think with this you can actually play them. So it might save me $200 buying a new PS2 for, from Japan. So if that's the case, that ooh, I'm closing the case right now. If that's the case, uh, I will be very happy. <laughs> so that is the things that I got today, minus the one thing. Unleash the power. You gotta unleash the power. Game. It's important to unleash the power. Oh, and uh, Seiji, there was a comment from Sundary J, as you know, one of our most loyal listeners. He listened to the last episode. He really enjoyed it. He loved the candles. Uh, he said to me something along the lines of how he agreed that Luigi's Mansion was a horror game. It's a horror game. Because he's, he also thought that he could make a case for Super Mario 64 being a horror game, too. Because there's an eel that jumps out and scares Mario. And it scared him while playing. So he wanted me to, to mention that. Okay. You <laughs> no, my, my argument for that is that in terms of gameplay, hmm. exclusively... I mean, thematically it's there, but I, I, I can understand why... Uh, how a lot of people can find it silly, but I find equally silly a lot of the games that can be found scary. I find I find them all silly, as That's silly true. as as Luigi's Mansion might be, but it is the mechanics, right? You don't the get way... scared by anything, right? In games, is what you said. I think. I guess I could, but uh, very in a very specific mm. context, maybe I don't know. But Have you tried the candles yet? 
No, like that. <laughs> like that. Actually, yeah, I downloaded uh, Fatal Frame. The demo one or the whole game? The demo. Okay. But, but the thing yeah, is, so I, I, was telling, I, I was telling Jeff, there's no paid version on, in the store. Really? You download the, the one free version, yeah. which is free to start. And then somehow, I mean, I guess you play it first and second chapters, and then you buy the rest. That's kind of interesting. So it's interesting. You yes. don't have to buy it, and then maybe not play. It. Like some people might buy it. You know, they might even play a little bit of the demo, then buy it, and then never play past that point. Even well, yeah. Uh-huh. And I That's, think I think this is good because I was cool. torn on buying it because, like we, we discussed earlier today, Rob it's and I, it's a lot of money for a digital only game. But if I can play for maybe the first few hours of this game for free, then if I'm like, hey, I really do enjoy this game, I feel like it's worth my seventy dollars. Yeah, that's true. You know, so mm-hmm. I kind of like they're, they're approaching this digital only in in the best way possible. The fact that it, it doesn't it doesn't even not force you to buy the full one. But it doesn't let you buy it without playing it. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, because a knee-jerk reaction for someone like me, especially, is oh, I'll buy it, whatever. I'll get around to it. This case is like I have to play it for a bit, and at that point, I'll feel invested enough that I'll probably finish they it. Have to have to buy it. Yeah. So the game is free to start. Remember Iwata saying that? Yeah. In an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he felt like free to play wasn't appropriate, the appropriate term for for whatever Nintendo was going to make. In- I like free to start. So now it's free to start, which is basically like. Freeware or or shareware in the past, which is much better than free to play. Yeah, I, I'm we'll pro see. free to start, man. So we'll see. I don't know it. I'm gonna play it. I'm, I may uh, light some candles. There you go. And, so this might be yeah. Seiji's first ever actual survival like a real horror, real game. horror game. Yeah. Hey, you know this is a perfect segue to the news barrel because I have uh, Fatal Frame news. Mm. So this is gonna disappoint you, Seiji, because we kind of know from the show that you have the same kind of tasting games that Jordan does. So when I found out that the lingerie outfits have been removed from the Western version of Fatal Frame, I figured Sadie's not going to play this game now because you already are going to get Dead or Alive Extreme Three to play but, the volleyball game. Okay, but what does what does that have to do with with Jordan and? and <laughs> Jordan <laughs> plays weird visual novels, and my the joke was that you but, play but, these games too. But do those games have also like like? Partial nudity? Wow, you're an innocent man. Oh. <laughs> you don't know anything about the Vita. <laughs> no. No, that's like the Vita's like the, the cesspool for that. So I'm going to say Jordan only plays those games. Jordan, who sometimes, who listened to the last episode. Yeah, she, yeah. She, which is weird because we she, talked about her a lot. She told me. <laughs> she said you think she's a huge creep. So I want to keep that going. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I'm not going to tell her to listen to this one. But I didn't, I, I didn't know, you know, there was, there was that kind of content. They cut that out of Fatal Frame. So North America lost lost the censor, or we got censored. And we'll left when I were talking about this, and we'll get to that in a second about this whole idea. So is that all that's censored? Well, I'll, I'll read the article okay. from... Uh, so I've heard see, this, but I was But you sure. see, if people are complaining about that... Well, let me finish. If, if, but if they were there, people will complain because they're they were there. there so yeah. whatever. Well, here's the thing. So, just to get it out of the way real quick. Uh, comes with unlockable Nintendo-themed costumes, which are exclusive to the Western edition. So they took those away, but replaced them with, you know, friendly, family-friendly <laughs> Nintendo costumes. Mario hat! So the costumes replaced the more revealing lingerie bonus outfits that were included in the Japanese version. Um, our review... No, 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 it's about a review. I don't care about that. So that's pretty much it. That's the only, the only content that seems so, to be cut. So, so, no it was, so it wasn't even cut as much as it was, it was replaced. Swapped, really. Yeah. That's not even that big of a deal. But people are but, angry. Yeah, I get it. They want their lingerie. They want the lingerie, which is weird, I guess. Well, from my perspective, I'm not going to play either one. It's yeah. not a horror game. I don't want to be playing dress-up. Yeah, you know what I mean? I wouldn't play in lingerie, nor would I play with, like, a Samus costume on or whatever the hell. Yeah, I want to be a normal person. Yeah. This is why I'm a horror. Yeah, You're yeah. supposed to be, like, a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> or Luigi. <laughs> or a person dressed up like Luigi. So I guess yeah. if you're playing Fatal Frame in a Luigi costume, you've combined both worlds there you go. perfectly. Mm-hmm. So now I hope that Luigi's in not the costume. They should have, like, uh, Mario lingerie. That would be oh, a, that good, would be, a good Can you imagine what that would be? Like, it would be the overalls would cover the nipples. And then, <laughs> then it would be frills. Yeah, there you go. And you have the hat on yeah. and gloves. Bam! Sexy Mario. I should make that. <laughs> well, Holly's around the corner and, like, that's always, yeah. like, sexy, you know, Have this. you seen Sexy Mario? I, I have not seen, seen a Sexy Mario. Exist. Um, Let's Google it. Yeah, I'm sure there's like sexy Peach and sexy Daisy costumes. That's Aren't they already? Right? Well, the Bayonetta sexy? costumes might count as that. Like. Oh the, yeah, the default. Right, right. Oh, oh, you the Bayonetta Daisy and Peach. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Bayonetta and herself. Star Fox and Sam. Oh, sexy Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a whole community for that. Dream, yeah. <laughs> sexy Mario Halloween costume. Halloween costume. Game Boy Go. I'd be shocked if this didn't Just women who made their own, I think. Oh, no, I think these look pretty official. 
What did this say, G? Would you like a girl who is dressed up like that? Would that win your heart if you were single? <laughs> <laughs> I encourage the I, listeners I out there to Google the same thing and find your own sexy Mario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got more news. You guys got more news? Uh, uh, we can share the news around. I got some news. Um, so they had the second beta for Street Fighter Five. Sweet. Did you play it? I didn't. Street Fighter Five news. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Um... And apparently, it's Twitter. No, no. Oh. But this beta is apparently just like plagued with connection issues. Damn. Well, yeah. It's a beta. I know it's a beta, so it's kind of be expected. But the big kind of criticism they're getting is this: this is the second time they've released a beta for Street Fighter Five. First beta, they took it down because the connection issues were so poor. Damn. And now they're doing a second run of it, and apparently, it's not really any better. So it's it's just kind of discouraging to see. But like you said, like it's kind of be expected with the beta. Um, now, I did play the Battlefront 3 beta, and there wasn't really any connection issues. There was balancing issues that are being addressed in that yeah. game. Um, but it, there wasn't really any connection issues, but it looks like there's having just huge connections issues with this Street Fighter So I guess you could say Street Fighter Five beta fixed their problems. <laughs> right? Oh. Right, Seiji? You like that one? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, no new characters, but they kind of have, like, it's, it's cool how they're doing it, like, the betas for, like, a, a weekend or a couple of days or whatever it is, and then as the days continue, they roll out more characters for the beta and That's stuff cool. like that, so it's a cool way to do it. I wish I could play it, but... You just play the game when it comes out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get it. You know, sure. your enthusiasm for Street Fighter has made me kind of want to get it. Cool. But I don't really like fighters. You know, I'm not huge into fighters. I'm just not good at them. The, me neither. But like, old man. I don't. I don't care to be honest. I don't play these games competitively online. I'll mostly play through the story. Then I'll play against just friends, and that's usually all I'll ever do. And what are those friends? Mm. <laughs> um, so I, I have a lot of. Fun. <laughs> you know, I get my Ryu Street Fighter amiibo, and I'll play. Oh, that's a friend. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Man, speaking of that, I, I, I want that. It's gonna come out. I know it, it has to, right? Um, so, I want that. Nintendo of Japan has just published a 30th anniversary Super Mario's complete encyclopedia. Sorry, encyclopedia, and I want it. Where I should import that? I thought I would bring it up. 255 pages of gaming history. So this is an article from the good old Nintendo Life. Not good. I'm saying they're good old. It's just NintendoLife.com. <laughs> it says as many of you like you are aware, we're currently approaching the end of the year that has marked the 30th anniversary, which I actually did not know of Super Mario series. It's hard to believe that this iconic game franchise has only been around for 30 years. When you look at the impact it's had in the game industry and the world as a whole. Um, but yeah, so this is a big old book covering all 17 main titles in the series. And it's packed with developer interviews, original art, explanations of level designs, glitches, and more. Pro- I don't know if it's going to be one of those Japanese books that have both, because sometimes you'll find Japanese books that actually have English. And I have a few of them that are translated. Uh, actually, the Final Fantasy VII Reunion book, or, or not art book, but reunion book about the movies and stuff has both those translated. So so I might look, f- might import it, and it seems really cool. I love that kind of stuff. Gaming books are awesome. And that's that one. You guys got news? Because I got more. I got one, and I'm thinking Seiji probably already knows Is it probably the one I have, too? The Splatoon? Oh, nope. I don't know this one. Did you, did you see the Splatoon stuff? The Splatoon. I guess uh, there's, I saw, a, there's a big update list. coming out. Another yeah, one? Yeah. So all they do is update the damn thing. Yeah. Um, and they're it's like, great. that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's what you, that's what you need, right? When I come back, um, I'm write like a whole new game. Apparently, yeah. Well, apparently, they're really, really going to rebalance the weapons. Cool. The weapons are going to get completely rebalanced. Um, ranked battle is being adjusted. Ranking itself is adjusting. The stages are going through a huge change. Uh, hammer. Just as an example, uh, smaller adjustments. Rain. What's Rainmaker mode? Rainmaker is... You just throw dollar bills? No. <laughs> there's, a, there, there's a weapon called the Rainmaker. It's like a gold bazooka kind of... It's, it's like the ink zooka. Yeah, okay. okay yeah, okay. but it's it, it's that, but it's a full weapon. It's not like an upgrade. So you... It's like... It's like playing uh, flags. Right? Like when Capture the flag? Capture the flag, okay. but with one flag. Oh, okay. so you so so you take the the rainmaker and you have to take it to a certain place in your opponent's um like headquarters. Or oh, okay, whatever, okay. In an area. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I guess there's a lot of changes coming to rainmaker mode with a lot of the different maps. Um, so I I you know like Rob I've kind of 
Div and played much Splatoon. It's been a while for me. Um, but once all these changes come out, I think I'll be actually it already came out October twentieth. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm kind of excited to try it. Maybe yeah, I'll jump, get around jump to play it again. again. Yeah. yeah. Jump it's a good game. An easy gun to play. For the yeah. Moment. That's what I mean. It's easy to kind of get into. I'm not ranked really high, and that's what I mean. Right? We're not CG. So, yeah, we're definitely not CG. No. Um. So that's CG. cool. I like Splatoon. It was fun. You know. Because you guys stopped playing. You played like a week of it, and then. Hey, moved, that's moved not on. true. I played. Oh, first of all, I beat the story mode, mm-hmm. and I played. Which is on, great. It was pretty good, and I played online a bunch, and I stopped for a couple weeks, and I played for another week or so. Mm-hmm. But I'm a man with hey, many games. You don't even play Mario Maker anymore. Yeah, well, that's I did true. all I need to do. I beat the game. I beat some levels. I played some levels. You don't beat no, the game. Uh, I wrong. beat those. I beat the world tour. <laughs> that's beating the game. Um, speaking of Mario Maker, I cannot beat your new levels. Any of them. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. The 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 closest one I came to beating was like dungeoning, which uh-huh. which I thought was harder than the other ones, but I almost beat that one. And okay. Yeah, they're really really hard. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm just even, I'm just even back to basics. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't beat back to basics. So I'll put the let's put the code up. <laughs> yeah, 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 I usually yeah. link the codes up. Um, but Sage's new levels are yeah. are challenging. I'll try them. Yeah, I still have it in my Wii U, so I can turn on. I'll try it tonight. Yeah. So, the Wii U, Nintendo NX. Um, so this week has been, this is an article from Wii U Daily. The week has been filled with Nintendo NX rumors thanks to one man, Wall Street Journal's Takashi Mochizuki, who started the rumor train a few years ago. So these are rumors. So they heard that Nintendo has started shipping NX dev, dev kits to third-party developers. Later, another report suggested the NX is more powerful than the PS4 and Xbox. And now, Mochizuki elaborates on the NX hardware rumors saying that his sources told him that the tech demos they saw could not be run on a PC with run run on a PC without industry leading or cutting edge chips. And this is a quotation. Several people who said who have seen a demo said what they saw is impossible to run on a computer without what I just said. They refused to elaborate. cutting edge in what way they refused to elaborate. And an important thing to remember, probably you know all well already, is that chip specs won't be finalized until much closer to the release date. And um, so he, he didn't say for sure what cutting industry leading chip meant exactly but yeah so it looks like uh, that rumor and there's another rumor as well I don't have the article on hand but about it being a fusion system again that's popped back up about possibly going to take pieces of it around with you mm-hmm. so yeah. these, this is all not surprising news to me which doesn't mean that it's going to be necessarily more powerful in the in terms <clears throat> of what it can do graphically it needs to be but, as powerful but being Nintendo you know they're going to do something funny with the hardware yeah. So if it has multiple uh, screens and stuff, I mean the processing power will be split. Will get, yeah, will get split between all, all those. They, they stuff, need all those to make yeah, games that can look as good as the current stuff, at least. They're not gonna get the third parties back. I they think, could, so. maybe. But if it if it's this weird thing, hardware wise, it's gonna have the same problem as Wii U. Yeah, that's true. So then the third parties aren't gonna want to spend that's what I mean. all that extra. Yeah. It's always extra. Extra work, you know. They, they, there's no difference between the PS4 and Xbox and, and Xbox One in terms of what it does. It's TV and a controller, right? Yeah, they play so games. That's it. Basically, just regular. But in support. terms of Wii U, you have to put your designers to work and do well. What can you do with this Which thing? Which is and sad because engineers to tone it down, you know, to make it run right on the Wii U. It's so. too bad because those are cool. You can get some cool innovation with. The, I like the gamepad, and I like games without it too. Don't get me wrong. I don't always want to have to use a gamepad for everything I do. But when they utilize it well, I like it. It's an awesome controller. Mm-hmm. But the idea of... So what I'm thinking for this NX thing is maybe if it's a fusion system, maybe they just have to have... They're going to have like two levels of detail, like one that will run on the, the portable and one that will run beefy. So possibly a scaling thing, maybe. They would just have... But it would be like almost like developing a game and a half in a way. Yeah, that would be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Unless they make it so that both are equally as powerful, which if... If that's the case, that would be insane, actually. Would Could you be, imagine if this is not... I don't think this is going to happen. It seems too crazy. But imagine if this if it did split, and indeed, you could take what looks as good as you on your TV with you around, something stronger than a Vita. Mm-hmm. Pretty, that would be a pretty mm-hmm. big thing. For the, but this is the thing, though. They can't sell it more than the PS4. PS4 has already gone down. Like They can't just suddenly put another system that's 500 bucks. No one's going to pay for it. But like, well, if, I, it, I if it if it has <laughs> almost the capabilities of a high quality portable and a console, it could be easily worth you know five hundred dollars. It price could be too. worth it, but will it sell? Yeah, true. People true. don't want to pay that kind of money for them anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think the v, the PS4 did so much better than the Xbox. Bone. If they started at the same price, then maybe the gap wouldn't be as pronounced as it is right now. 
But anyways, that's pretty cool. Uh, I like to hear more things about new console. I love new console stuff. Like, I'm always pumped when a new console gets released and leading up to it. And, I mean, let's, let's face it, it seems pretty likely that Nintendo is focusing their efforts on this now and less on the Wii U, so... Yeah, yeah, no, there's still Starbucks and we in, in yeah. Zelda. And, okay, and next yeah. year is the is That's the thirtieth anniversary of Zelda. They announced like two years I don't ago. I don't have any confidence that Zelda's gonna make a Wii U appearance. It's gonna be on Wii U and an X. Maybe, time, which with like the happen. whole Twilight Princess GameCube. Exactly. Wii My prediction thing. end of the year. But that's next, bad end of next I year. I wasn't I don't like that that much, you know. You I, you wanna have a standalone Wii U game, you know, a Zelda Wii U game that's for the Wii U, the Zelda U type thing. Yeah, sure. And then we wanna see a Zelda for the NX. You know, and the Wii U deserves it. Yeah, definitely because yeah. every single con- every single Nintendo console has had its own, own Zelda, Zelda game. Right, yeah. Wind Waker for the game. Yeah, exactly. Right? Skyward Sword for the... Yeah. Uh, the, the game you've got three. Well, what, two two unique? Oh, right. Four Swords of Adventures. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, and, and, and the... Um, what's it called? TP. TP. Yeah. Um, I, my prediction, end of next year, NX comes out, comes with Zelda, or lots of the side... Zelda for uh, NX and Wii U. That's what I think's gonna happen. Yeah, and 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 that's that's unfortunate for the Wii U library. Well, I mean, really, the Wii U. Like, I like it, but I mean, oh, what are they gonna it wrong. like? What can they do to save it right now? Like, what are they gonna do? Like, well, like I don't. At this point, it's it's far too beyond like trying to save it. Anything, right. There's... But like, it's got some great games for sure, it. I think I think it was a success. To me, anyways, I really enjoyed it. I sex- successfully bought one and, and enjoyed it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. no, we don't. We don't really know what the NX is. Nope. As far as uh, as we know, the NX is a platform. It's, it's a, a dedicated platform. gaming console. Is what they said. What Iwata said last year, this year. Uh, yeah, this year. It's only announced this year. He said dedicated gaming console. That's it. That's all we know about it. Well, I. I'm pretty sure I saw a diagram where it says that the pla- the the NX is just part. Is it's. it's that, that dedicated console is part of a new plan of integrating several consoles. Sure. And one of it, oh, that's one true. Of it, it's still the Wii U. So I, I don't know. know. I just don't believe it. I, maybe I'm cynical, but I don't. I don't see the Wii U staying around. They're already not barely supporting it as it is, and no, and no, and no third party stuff. That's the actually that that leads to a really good other new pin news I have. This is a perfect thing for this. I'll skip ahead to one of them here. Um, so Nintendo. Is the only thing keeping the Wii U going. They are the ones mostly who. There's not many third party stuff. Sony confirms it stopped first party Vita development. Vita is now only propped up by third party. <laughs> if they could just combine, we have the perfect system with lots of pervy games and our family friendly Nintendo games all in one console. They really mix, though. <laughs> well, you know, Sly Cooper, but that's first, first, first party. Anyways, that was just a recent thing. Currently, first party studios have no titles developed for PS Vita. No surprising, no one. Uh, since the third parties are working on very hard on PS Vita, uh, SC's own strategy to focus on PS4. So basically, all third parties are doing it, so we're just going to focus on the one that makes us money. That makes sense. That's, it does make sense, but it's kind of sad. I don't know. I like the third party games for It just, but like, the like, it seems like it's mostly third party games anyways, though. It is, and it has been for a yeah. while. Uh, except I think Freedom Wars, the last one I played, it was a first party, and they didn't even show it as a first party. It was just like it was a Sony game, but they didn't like. They didn't it advertise anywhere. it yeah. as much, or I don't even think it's on the box. Oh wow! But uh, it was a good little game, actually. I liked it. I didn't. Uh, another another related news. Se- you might like this. Left Sega trademark points to a possible new Valkyria Chronicles title. Ooh. This is from IGN. Uh, Sega has trademarked uh, Aoki Kakume no Valkyria, which loosely translates to Valkyrie of the Blue Revolution, and that's the news according to. Uh, Hachima Kiku yeah, from Kimetsu. Does this mean a new Valkyria Chronicles title of development? And they've reached out the second and they haven't heard back, so of course. We don't know for sure. But I mean, it's possible. That'd be pretty cool. That's cool. You know, there's a sequel I never got for the P- on the PSP. I'd like to get it. Valkyria Chronicles, man, it's cool stuff. It is, it is. I just like I'm seeing games for like PSP that I'd like to play, but I've never owned a PSP. So I'm always kinda like, uh, like I really want to play Crisis Core. Yeah, it's um, a good game. So I'm really like, oh, I want to play that. But I don't have a PSP, so it's kind of like, and I don't really want one, to be honest. So I have two more pieces of news. You guys got anything else? Um, Just one thing. Sure. I guess the developer who's like from Platinum, who's working with uh, Miyamoto on Star Fox, mm. they have said that they got 60 frames on both the gamepad and on the TV. Cool. So that's really good. So that's a good 
a good sign for Star Fox. Now if they can make the game look good well. as well. 60 frames, though, is still... Yeah, but 60 frames, if it's... 60 frames of cubes <laughs> going by the screen is not very But impressive. still, it still at least goes to show that, you know, they are trying to make this a very high-quality game. I'm looking forward to it. So. I will play it. It might be my first Star Fox, actually, at this point. Because I've only played other ones a little bit here and there. Then don't you have the GameCube one? Sure. I have most of them, but I haven't played oh, okay. Them. Not that that's like a Star real Fox Star and Fox and game. Fox Country are my, like, black spots in Nintendo. I don't which, know. Which is weird. And uh, I've played Metroid, but not as much. So, guess what? Square Enix? Square Enix. To continue remaking existing IPs. Which is something Wait. that I'm actually happy what with. What did you say? Square Enix to continue remaking existing IPs. Oh, remaking. Okay. So, okay. more remakes from Square Enix appeared in the horizon as the publisher has now plans to revisit its existing IPs and revitalize them for current-gen hardware, likely starting with FF7. Yes. They, now, so, FF7 is the best one to do because sure. it's a great game, but the graphics are horrible. Mm-hmm. Um... You don't like like eight and nine. They already look great. There's nothing. There's not a whole need to do that. I don't. I think nine holds up better than all of them. But yeah, I agree. Look, I'd like to see all of them, but I, honestly, it's their lesser titles that I want to see. I want to see yes, Sides of Fade yes. and uh, other ones. Val- Vagrant Story would be awesome. Yeah, I think true. Vagrant Story in the style of like, like they're not they're not saying porting. They're saying revitalizing. With fire Square game. This Capcom. No, it's Square stuff. Burns fires. Maybe they did. I'm pretty sure it's a Capcom owned thing. Do, do you see Square? Yeah, I see Square right? Belt. It's not owned by Capcom. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure Breath of Fire is Capcom. I don't think so. so but yeah. Game Boy, can you check that for me? Okay, Game Boy will check. Anyways, <laughs> um, but uh, Vanguard Story in a style of like Dark Souls would be kind of cool. That would actually. be true. I think That's it would true. Fit. Yeah. They have a lot of games that oh, they. Einhinder. The shooter je- side scroll shoot yeah. is a lot higher now. That's true. Twin stick shooter with Einhinder would be awesome. There's a lot. Bring of back it. Air Gaze. God bless the ring. Uh, Bushido Blade. It's a Capcom game. It got published by Squaresoft in North America. Ah, uh, there we go. And left. Looks like you owe me the fault. And by Ubisoft in Europe. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, that. That's yeah. cool. But yeah, he's the developer and, and the owner of the IP is, is Capcom. Someone in the room is a real fan of Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> One last piece of news, a little lighthearted, other than Capcom game. Real life Pokemon gym coming to Japan. Unfortunately, it's not what it sounds like where you get to battle Pokemon. Um, we go work out. Well, this is an, <laughs> that'd be really fun. <laughs> this is an article from IGN. Uh, Pokemon Expo Gym, a fun-filled learning center geared towards kids... Like kids are the prime buyers of Pokemon. <laughs> it's coming to Japan. Say uh, Sanoya's Interaction has announced. According to Inside Games, the real life gym will open its doors in Osaka on November nineteenth. Will offer fans the popular creature collecting franchise. Okay, we know it's Pokemon related tips on tricks, tips and tricks, various no tricks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, various training programs will be available where participants can earn an array of rewards, including special Pokemon. For use in the mainline 3DS games, membership cards cool. and accompanying pass case will be available for pre-order on October 31st. Additionally, a Pokemon Expo Game Gear app will not gym gear, not game gear app will be launched <laughs> for smartphones next month, allowing users to track their stats and gym ranking. While there are currently no plans for facilities up in the West, Pokemon fans around the world can look forward to Pokemon Go. Pokemon Gym, would you guys if, it, if we lived near there? Would you guys want to go to Pokemon? I'd probably want to go. Yeah, I think I'd go too. Yeah, Especially because you can get like exclusive Pokemon for your game. We wouldn't even stick out, I don't think. There's so many people. <laughs> we all grew up with Pokemon when we were like basically kids. So we're like, there's so many people who still play who are our age or maybe a little older. So we'd be like, stupid. Actually, kids are probably better at playing it than we are. They don't have jobs and responsibilities. Seiji so sounded like he was pretty good at it. Yeah, Seiji. What were you? You're almost a gym leader, right? Uh, Pokemon champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's on. Yeah, gym leader is a chump change. Yeah, you're right. Champion with his, his little cup team. Yes. So, no more news? No. So, up next is our topic, and I believe it is close to a date. So, our topic will be Halloween games. Are you familiar with Halloween? Mm-hmm. Uh, Left, are you familiar with Halloween? I am. 
Halloween is to a uh, holiday. Do they have Halloween in, in Mexico? Um, no, the day El of the Del dead. Mortor. The oh. day of the dead. We Del have Mortor. that, but that's November the second. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a very different kind of thing. You know Halloween down there? Oh, well, I live, or my family's from the border, so we have that. Okay, you have uh, But it's like we know it's an American thing. Yeah. Is it an American thing? Just America? Oh, for for us, it is. I think it's North America. Does, what about Europe? Europe doesn't do Halloween. Think so. Shit. I or if they do, it's very different. Do you think it's like tea and crumpets? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we know. I know some people. For we should. Sure. We should. Yeah. British. We, we know enough British people. We should ask them. We should. So Halloween, for, I guess for those who might not <laughs> for North America, I don't know who who don't. I don't think we have anybody who doesn't listen outside of North America. <laughs> but uh, you dress up in cool costumes and uh, you get candy from strangers. The only time of the year where you're not warned against doing that <laughs> is Halloween. Yeah. So my question well, is... Well, even, even so, they still warn you, but to be careful. <laughs> I was no. seeing news about people, like, putting ecstasy in candy. I don't think that happens. I don't know. Like, I, I hear about it every year, but, but I never hear of it actually happening. It's so, same with the razor. That, hap- yeah, that was yeah, actually... Yeah. There's, you can read about, like, Snopes and stuff. Like, that really didn't happen the way it's presented. Yeah. It only ever happened once, and it was, like, a specific thing. It wasn't this rampant thing, but everybody was warned and scared. Yeah. As a kid, I would never eat apples. I was afraid to be raisins in it. And I was always, always literally never and, I, and I was also like, "Who fucking gives me an apple on Halloween?" Yeah, stupid throwback yeah, in the freaking face. Yeah. That's a trick. Yeah. I want a treat. <laughs> um, have you guys ever dressed up as a video character or video game character or something similar for Halloween? Or... Maybe you want to look like a kid. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I dressed up as Link once. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was uh, Scarlet Spider from Spider Man. Okay. And Venom, oh, homemade costumes. Okay. I was I was I was Luke Skywalker I think oh. a couple times. To be I honest. made Doctor Alan Grant. Oh I really? From yeah. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Like, I remember it was really stupid. That's hat. such a like weird costume because it's just like a hat and a yeah. shirt. I, right? I went and I went I went to the ground and I found mud and I put it on my face <laughs> and on my costume because you know I get dirty in the movies. So I was like I had a red handkerchief. I had like a red handkerchief, the blue shirt, and the hat, and I was like I'm Doctor Alan Grant without the accent. And uh, Ninja Turtles. I was Raphael. I was a turtle once. I was too. Raphael. I was a turtle once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What do you say, Nothing? Do you ever go to out for Halloween? Is it maybe very little, silly for you? Maybe when I was very little. Yeah. I remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. And there was a... <laughs> when I was a kid, there was a, a goalkeeper. He was really popular. Goalkeeper? And, yes. Just a goalie? Yeah, he, he was a goalie, yeah. <laughs> for what? Uh, for the Mexican national team. But what sport? Oh, oh football. Football, soccer? Yeah. Soccer? Yeah. 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 Okay. So he wore this really flashy orange oversized uniforms, I guess. And they, uh, an aunt gave me a, a, a replica of the uniform, so I, I dressed up as, as, the, as that guy cool. one, one yeah. Halloween, I remember. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. And you know, given how much sports and FIFA games and stuff, <laughs> that would probably count as a video game character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Yeah, that's true. So, there's a lot, so this, so, the reason this topic is separate from horror games is I didn't want to focus on horror games, which are all year round, and they're games that meant to scare you, but I was thinking of things that, either are directly about Halloween or are inspired by Halloween or feel like Halloween. Well, Not scary. In, in, well, could be scary, but spooky. Well, yeah, spooky. And I think whimsical. you kind of... Yes, whimsical. I think I think that kind of really nails it. It's more of a horror comedy genre type. It's, it's, kid, it's family friendly. Yeah, exactly. Right? A hor- family friendly horror. It's been to scare like kids, not... The, uh, what are those movies? The... Transylvania movies? Oh, uh, Hotel Transylvania. Yes, yeah, like, like, yeah, that kind like of that, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I think of. That's what I was thinking of Halloween. Yeah. So, I went ahead, and so we're going to start off with the most obvious, the most Halloween game ever. Did you guys get a chance to play Costume Quest? I, I haven't had a chance to play it. I was looking at... Did you? Okay, another one of you guys played it, even, you know, even though I recommended it. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Rob's here. I've played Costume Quest. And I also did research on it. So, what is Costume Quest? You are both probably wondering because you've never played it. So, it's an awesome RPG created by Double Fine and published by THQ Nordic Games and Double Fine. THQ on what still does stuff? Published, and this came out a couple years ago. Oh, okay. So, you control a kid, and that's either... You control a sibling, actually. So, you can choose whether it's a girl or a boy. And depending on which one you choose, the other one gets kidnapped. So, that's cool already. Um, so, you play as a kid that's trick-or-treating with their twin on Halloween when they encounter a monster that kidnaps a sibling. You then have to go around the local neighborhood collecting items for their costume, candy, and fellow kids, uh, which are PCs, to, to face the monster rescue sibling. So the costumes are awesome, and in the RPG battles, they transform your characters into 
like a huge version of whatever the costume is. So it's kind of like this imagination thing. It's, I don't think it's meant to be taken literally. So when you get to a random battle, you're like, if you're in this like shitty looking it robot has random costume, battles? yeah, well, or either random or scripted battle, but their battles like yeah, are yeah. And so what happens is when you get in a battle, you're in this. So if you're like in like a knight costume, you're this gigantic like uh, kaiju style knight, and you fight against the crazy monsters. Or if you're a robot, you're turned into like a Japanese mech style robot, and there's, and there's like these little city in the background, and you're having these crazy battles, and um, it's awesome. So. You explore some very fun and very atmospheric. They really capture the feeling of being a kid on Halloween. Environments that are grounded in the real world, but feel like there's something more. The story is simple, but very fun and carefree. And I got some of the cool costumes in this game. Uh, you get a robot, a knight, Statue of Liberty, Space Warrior, Ninja, Unicorn, <laughs> French Fries, Black Cat, Pumpkin, Vampire, and a Grubbin, which are kind of like goblins. And uh, some of the areas in the game are your local... Your, Family neighborhood, dungeon, mall, and a carnival. And uh, my question was, have you guys played the game? But clearly you have not. <laughs> and I haven't played it in a long time, so... I saw... I was actually... Itchy. Saw the sequel on Play PS4. Perfect was, segue, yeah. actually. So there's a sequel that I somehow missed. <laughs> so a download-only sequel was released on Windows, OX10, Linux, PS3, 4, Expo 360, and even the Wii U. And was released October 31st, 2014. So on Halloween last year. Pretty awesome. In this game, is a summary, you play as one of the two twins from the last game and help to thwart the evil plans of Dr. Oral White, who is trying to banish Halloween forever. And just like in the first game, uh, it had you exploring and battling like a normal RPG when you become gigantic version of your costumes. And the second one seems to be like a bigger, more robust version, more costumes, better battles, and possibly a bigger story. They only take about four hours to beat, actually. They're quite short. Strongly recommended that people try to at least the first one. I might download the second one actually, if not this year, the next year when I have a little bit more time. It's awesome. Uh, the games are so cute and just cute little character designs. And I don't know, it just kind of it just nails the feeling of being a kid on Halloween when you have still had like imagination and things could scare you and <laughs> trick you. So you could so like your costume could be a human since you're already a robot. <laughs> <laughs> With a human for Halloween, that'd be cool. No, the game's great. And um, so that was my first Halloween game. Like, I think that's the Halloween game. Well, it's it's certainly Halloween themed through and like through. It is. It's like, like it's, in, it's integral to yeah. the game. Mine, mine are not so Halloween themed, but to me they're a little more of the horror comedy kind of genre. Before we get to non-Halloween games, okay. I got a couple more Halloween specific ones. So let's like bolt through those first. Because I have some non Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we'll just group them up together. So Kingdom Hearts Halloween Town. Oh, right? that's kind of, that's not a game, that's like a level. Well, I, I got, game. so I I, I I took that into mind. Uh, we'll get to that Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Uh, so lots of people like that movie, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a great I didn't care for it. Really? Eh, it was too, just, I don't know. Really? I, I, I watch it every, uh, I watch it every Christmas. Have you ever seen it? Yep. Cool. Like it? Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. Uh, so in, in the I game, great. the awesome, well, there we go. So two out of three people think it's great. <laughs> the awesome game, Kingdom Hearts, Sora, Donald, and Goofy go to all kinds of worlds, and one of the ones they go to is Halloween Town, which is, of course, based on Monday Before Christmas. All kinds of cool elements, including an awesome spooky music score, give the Halloween feeling, as well as costumes that reflect the movie and reminds of Halloween. And here, uh, you team up with, you know, old Jack Skeleton. <laughs> explore environment for the movie as well as encounter bad guys and Kingdom Hearts is awesome see that level when I, when I first played Kingdom Hearts when I was a kid and you go through like the Tarzan level and like the Aladdin level and I'm like oh this is really cool because I'd like those those movies when I was a kid but when I got to the Nightmare Before Christmas level it kind of blew my mind because that was the one you know Disney franchise that I really really enjoyed as a kid mm. and then when I got to that level I was like I'm shocked they included this because yeah, it's too. not one of their most you know it's more of a cult following sure, Disney movie than one of like like you know Aladdin or yeah. Lion King or something like that um, but so like I, they included Tron was kind of surprising yeah yeah so I, I thought it was really cool that that made it into the game at all. I agree, and it was good. I thought it fit better than the um, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. That's in two. I don't I can't remember if this is one or two at Halloween Town. Then actually, I think it's Halloween Town's in one. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Because I've only played one. And so right into that same vein is I actually picked this game up today. Yeah, one of the ones yeah. I mentioned earlier is Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas: Oogie's Revenge for the original Xbox. Didn't know it existed. Yeah, my girlfriend um, when I told her we were doing this segment. This was the first game that came to her mind as a Halloween game. 
And so, I got it today. Yeah, and you just picked it up. Jack Skeleton is back, and he's armed to the bone. This is from the back oh. of the... Uh, yeah, he's all using like this weird green whip is like his main weapon. So it's unleashed the shape-changing soul robber, brief fires of the pumpkin king, battle Oogie for control of the Halloween town. Oh, of Halloween town. So it's Capcom. That's why I bought it. Otherwise yeah, yeah. I would have dismissed it as a normal license game. I don't know if it's good. It's probably fine. But yeah, Capcom. So I'm going to play it. Anybody out there who maybe has played it and are listening, let me know how it is and maybe spoil it for me or something. So my, my girlfriend's beating it. She liked it. Good. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Mario Party. I brought Mario Party up. And you know, you guys are be more of a pro than me, and you might recognize these stages better than I do. But Mario Party 2 was the first Mario Party that had a Halloweenish board called Horrorland. Many of the mini games in the series have some Halloween themes as well. Running the Ball, Ghost Guest, Trick or Treat, Candlelight Fight, Spectre Inspect, and more. And booze are used to scare us. Perhaps Mario Party is also a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you're just naming games that, that are horror themes yeah. in it. Or Halloween. So, Halloween themes. Yeah. You could literally just be like, Boo Houses from the Mario games. That was in a Minecraft. list I read <laughs> Yeah, you Minecraft. I read that in a list somewhere. Jack-O-Lanterns. Jack-O-Lanterns, Zombies. It's a little uh, different. These are mini games that are themed around but, the holiday. But back to last week, Minecraft could have been a survival horror. You survive in that game... Yeah. And there's horror elements. Sure. So. You might as well. There's also, you go to hell and yeah, stuff. So. Of course. Uh, Terraria. Also, so I yeah, yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, so that was, but they have like, you know, trick or treat. No, I know. very clearly. I'm just. A Halloween game. Being difficult. Spirits and Spells. I have not played this game. Spirits and Spells. Spirits and Spells. Oh, spirits. So this is also seems very Halloween-y as well. So here's from Wiki, and there was not much on it. Alicia and Greg set off with their friends one Halloween night to look for a house in the forest where they could stock up on goodies. Once there, their friends are turned to stone by the Boogeyman. To save their friends, they must enter the world of the dead. In order to find their friends and set them free, they need to go through all kinds of Halloween stuff. Cemeteries, haunted houses, laboratories, etc. You have to take turns with the characters in the world. They also meet friends like goblins, jack-o'-lanterns, etc. I've not played this game, but it was released in the PS2, Game Boy Advance, and GameCube. Developed by Callisto Entertainment. There we go. Never heard of it. Never heard of it either. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep a look for it. Reference. I mean, I just thought I'd throw it in because it's obviously no game that plays through Halloween. So, now... That's the games that I know that are specifically, specifically Halloween. Halloween. Now we can just talk about different games that feel appropriate yeah. for Halloween. Games that like you might want to play on Halloween, or games that kind of have elements from it, but aren't Halloween games. But they're like, you know, let's we'll start with the easiest one. Yeah. What do we want to start with? No, no, no I'm thinking no, Ghouls no. and Goblins. Oh, right, Ghouls and Goblins. Ghouls and Goblins. Is, is, That's pretty Halloween. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty Halloweeny. Pretty Halloween. Ghouls and Goblins. Well, like it, it has like the classic, you know, uh, zombie villains yeah. and stuff like that, demons. and ghosts and demons that you. You could say it's also kind of a hentai game because he shows in his underwear <laughs> a lot too. So maybe it's like a dating sim. It also has the most disturbing beginning to any video game. What's the? How's They're it? having sex in a cemetery. Oh, that's hot. It's Who weird. Who doesn't do that? <laughs> on Halloween. Well, you know, you can... Yeah, on Halloween. Let's assume it's Halloween. <laughs> um, but yeah, classic game. I love Ghosts and Goblins. And it's many, many different ports and remakes. Like, oh, yeah. And there's... Well, let's, the real terror of that game, of course, is that how hard it is. Yeah, yeah. Have you repeat it? Like, all the way well, back and forth? Yeah, just all through twice? Never. No. no, no. I've, 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 I've beaten through the game. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. But then in order to get the true ending, you need to beat it again, right? Well, you, yeah. You, Which I've never you have to go right back. Yeah, That's messed up. Again. That's too much. It is already hard. hard. It's really difficult. But I've never done it. I beat the Super super Ghost of Goblins when I was young. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You have to go back for that one? Yeah. Ugh. Gross. How about you? I feel like you could beat them. Which one? Any of the ghosts and goblins goblin game? No. PSP one of the nightmare. You play that one? No. Oh, that's hard. It's they like, did I think it's Ultimate. I'm not surprised. Also, ghosts and goblins. Like, I have that one. Ultimate. Eh? I have it for digital. Super then ultimate. It's kind of gross, man. It's really difficult. I don't think I got past level one when I played it casually before. I guess you can't really play that game casually. Really. <laughs> it's not a casual game. I have it for. It's sit down and play it for like five hours. On Cartridge Club right now, actually, their game this month yeah, playing is, is super, super, super good. If I had Super Rules and Ghosts, I would have done it. 
Ghosts and ghouls. Ghosts and goblins. and ghosts and the other ghosts and goblins. I think they super GG. GG. Super GG. Super GG. And ultimate GG. Who doesn't love GG? It's a great, it's great. Yeah, but but that it does have all of Yeah, you know, um, it has other elements of you know what you would kind of expect in kind of just fantasy as well. Sure, but it does have a strong kind of like. I don't want to say comedic horror. It's pretty funny. But, you know, it's especially with him, like, in his underwear. And stuff yeah, I wouldn't like put it as a horror game. No, no, definitely not. But, like, it does have that kind of comedic of when he gets hit, he's yeah. in his underwear. Turns and, to a skeleton. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and on the same vein, it doesn't feel as Halloween-y to me, so I didn't drop my list, but Maximo, which, of course, yeah, is like a, a spin kind off. of... Yeah, spin-off of it. So I guess it kind of fits, and, you know, it's a 3D action game, also very difficult... And uh, fun too. They're good games. Actually, there's a ton of spinoffs of Ghosts and Goblins, Crest, Crest, whatever it is. The cute one for uh, Game Boy, which is really expensive, so I can't buy it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Demon's Crest is really expensive too. I used to own that too. Yeah, they're, which... they're all kind of costly. Well, Ghouls cool. and Goblins, Go- Ghouls and Ghosts. <laughs> G G G and G yes is uh, quite affordable. It's like twenty bucks. That's not bad. That's pretty good. You should try to beat it, bro. Yeah, maybe, maybe I will. Maybe, maybe I already have. Oh, there we go. I haven't. So what do you got? <laughs> so one the, this is a game that you mentioned to me, but I actually I had notes written up about this because I was going to oh, talk about right. it for a previous uh, topic, but I kind of ignored it. And this game is called Medieval or Medieval? Medieval. Medieval. But they don't spell it like we would expect Medieval to oh, spell it. Okay. Like. Um, so it's, it's, it's right. a very silly game. Um, you basically play as a, a character named Sir Daniel Fortesque. Who's a knight who died in battle, and then he is resurrected to kind of stop this evil sorcerer. And the it's very very it's very whimsical horror game because the very first scene it explains how he died and basically he was rushing off into a battle and then the enemy army shot a single arrow that hit him right in the eye socket and he died. So the whole game he's a resurrected skeleton with just a missing eye and it's just it's very goofy. Um, you fight very very Halloween enemies. You literally one of the enemies is pumpkins. Of course. Um, right. Um, it's really really fun. Uh, and one thing that to me that made this game really kind of stand out as a Halloween game is that. That the, the original soundtrack was very much so inspired by Danny Elfman in his work on Nightmare Before Christmas. Cool. So the music is, sounds very much so like it would belong in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, so it really kind of has brings that feel to it. Um, they made two sequels, actually. Well, a sequel and then a remake for PSP. Right. Yeah. Um, which I, I played the first two for PlayStation way back when. Megan's played them. She loves those games. They're, they're really fun, actually. They're really fun. I'd yeah. I'd like play them myself at some point. Um, they're kind of... I guess those, that type of game is mostly extinct nowadays. Like there's kind of a 3D roaming, like Mario 64 type game. It's not as... I don't know. They, they've kind of transformed over the years. If they throw years. a gun in their hands, I mean, pretty yeah. much that's a modern <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it's very silly, very whimsical kind of game. Um, the, the main character is, is comedic. I like and, funny. So yeah. So it, it's a really, really good... There's a witch, too. Like a medieval witch, just like on Halloween. There you go. It all comes back. And swords, like on Halloween. There you go. I would give children swords. So yeah. That, that was one of my... It's picks. a good choice, it's, man. it's a solid game. Um, it's funny and very Halloween-y. Say, G, what's a game that feels like Halloween to you? So, Halloween to me is something that references, you know... Death, scary stuff, things that make uh, that is, that is related to losing your life or, or something like that. <laughs> it's so much different. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about like candy yeah, and whimsy. Yeah. Death. <laughs> I love it. Well, this is a cultural thing, not yeah, a, no, not, not, not exclusive to of course to Halloween, right? But yeah. like in Mexico, we have the Day of the Dead. But it's it's these are special kinds of festivities that. That humans usually don't want to remember that. Right. It's really f- interesting that humans sometimes take the the moment to think about these things. Right. Yeah. Halloween is is I think originally something uh, related specific to death rituals sure. and stuff like that. Scary. Stuff. So, but now it's it's this thing where you know you have candy and all that stuff. But yeah. that's Halloween. But Halloween references to scary movies and Halloween. Yeah. Movies. So, so you're right. So the games that I'm that I want to mention have theme or its basic uh, aesthetic. It's referencing those kinds of things. Now the reason I picked Luigi's Mansion last week is because that that 
that game has that thematical thing, but also what I what I think it's it's the the, the mechanics of a horror game. Sure. But this game's stone. So, so this my, is one we don't know about, like we we couldn't guess. The game you're about to mention? Is yeah. this a game that we don't me and Jeff left couldn't technically guess? You can take a guess if you want. Is it something we would know? He mentioned it before? No. It's one of my favorite arcade games. I don't know. House of the Dead? Yes. That's on my list too! Awesome! Yeah. That's a great one! Yeah! House of the Dead is, is a game that I, every time I see it, I have to play. Oh, it's, it's so, so fun. much fun. It, it, it's not very revolutionary in its mechanics, no. but how, the way it looks and the way it feels. It's a real shooter, right? Like yeah, the, the, shooter. the, the, when you hit someone, something, it, it's, it's false, but it has this weight on the characters that you can blow up their, 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 um, their skulls and things it's like so that. So we played on the way yeah, that has yeah, to overkill. Yeah. It's so campy. I love those games. Yeah, they, I actually agree that those are on the far end, maybe, of, of Halloween games, but I, I counted it too, because they, they feel appropriate. Zombies and yeah. that kind of Empire. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great, that's like a, the more mature end of the Halloween games. Yeah, definitely. Well, Mature quotation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love those. Are great. Those are fun. Those are fun. Nice. Like those light gun shooters are or on rail shooters are, are. I find they have a great good place. They're, yeah, they're very enjoyable. And they're great co op games. House of the Dead for uh, from Sega. Mm-hmm. Sega. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, like six uh, of them. The ones. So I have House of the Dead Return. House of the Dead Two and Three Return for Wii, and House of the Dead Overkill for Wii, and I might have one for PS3 too. I can't recall. Uh, but yeah, those are I think are just ports, enhanced ports of uh, the arcade ones. And I know the one we play has the Overkill has like these intro episodes and gra- over like film grain over it and mm-hmm. like distorted, like just campy. It's like you'd be watching bad Halloween movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game, and they're funny. They're... B movies. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a great choice, and those are they're solid. Who would have expected Seiji to? Not I actually did you know, when you said arcade. I was like, all right, has a debit. I did not expect that. Always surprising, Seiji. I love those games. You know, they're great. That's, right, that's yeah. a good one. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's gonna be a tough one to follow. So I had Medieval on here, which we already talked about. So this is not one I have played a lot of, but Splatterhouse, uh, which I think was originally Turbo Graphics. Mm-hmm. I think I just watched a video on that not long ago. So the original he kind of looks like looks like Jason. Jason Voorhees, right? Yeah. So he puts on a mask. I think it's cursed or something. At least in the remake, the mask is in power. I don't know if it's the original one or not. So for people out there, forgive me, I'm just mostly just mentioning this game, I, I'm not speaking with authority or anything, but you're saving your girlfriend, uh, there's two or three games in the original one series, there's also a Chibi, <laughs> Chibi one too, I it's believe. It's a sequel. Is it a sequel? It's a sequel Chibi one for the Famicom. Okay, and it's, it's like... Exclusive to Japan. Yeah. But the original one is very, like, yeah, gritty. exactly, yeah. and then there's like a Chibi bloody. version as yeah. well. That's weird. And then there's... And of the magic. That one is, would be like, like Halloween. No, yeah. they did the same, uh, for... Or Castlevania. Yeah, right, there's a chibi yeah. version of those yeah. as well. I kind of want that. You can do a chibi version of Dracula. Of Dracula? <laughs> yeah, of Dracula. It well, it's not Castlevania, then. Is it just... It's a spin-off of, okay, somehow, okay. of, of yeah. Castlevania. Well, that's like um, <laughs> The Adventures of Dr. Franken, I think it was, for Super Nintendo, where you basically control, like, Frankenstein with, well, the Frankenstein's oh, monster, yeah. and he's got, like, sunglasses on I and know stuff that game, like that. Yeah. <laughs> That could be another That's one. That's another one. Um, there's also a remake for the PS3 and I think the 360, which wasn't received very well. It was kind of a reflection of most of your modern games in that terms of third person. Uh, but you play as... It's kind of replay, it definitely goes back to its more realistic look and it's a third person action game, I believe. But anyway, Splatterhouse is on a lot of people's list for Halloween games, so I thought I would include that. But the one I want... Another one I want to mention is actually... Because the last one on my list... You're gonna bring up, so I'll just bring this one. Jersey Devil for the P Ooh, for the PS One. Cool. I bought that recently. It's not a good game. I had it on a demo. Di- Actually, I might have mentioned it during a demo disc episode. And um, basically, it's a 3D platform game developed by Behavior Interactive in Canada. I don't know what company that is, and released on the PC and PS One. And uh, you got to stop Doctor Narf and an army of mutated veggies <laughs> and prehistoric monsters. Is this a game with the hair? Where you no, I think a different game. No, right no, okay. You fight pumpkins, ghosts, and other stuff like that. I know. That game. You're basically a, a bat. It's called a Jersey Devil, but you're basically a purple bat, furry humanoid character. Oh yeah. You jump on things. Right, you right, kind right, of fly right. a little bit. It's uh, kind of a rough game, but I, I like the demo, and I, I bought the game recently. It doesn't hold up, and but it has those Halloween elements to it, so I think it's appropriate for for the episode, but not one I could speak with a lot of authority on. 
Before we get to your last one, I think we can end on that one because it's a great example. Do you have any other Halloween games that kind of make you think of? Well, we haven't mentioned Castlevania. Yeah, no, that, that, that was one that, that I was going to Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't have it on my list. Castlevania is a really long-running series. Uh, yeah. My favorite is Order of Ecclesia for the Nintendo DS. Yeah. And that's only because of, that's the one that I actually like wanted to finish and, and finished. I love that game. I, I like that, that you have like two two hits. You can hit with both arms. Oh, that's cool. Know, I like I've never that. played. You know, Which I just, one did you play? Order of Ecclesia. That's the female led one? Yes. Yeah, I'd like to play that one. Uh, I keep putting off buying them, but maybe I'll change that. I heard the ones in the DS are all very good games. The one, I played the Eternal Sonata, I think it was, on DS. Where, you, mm. where it's like, Dracula's castle mysteriously appears in Japan. Oh, cool. And you're playing a guy who's like Dracula's descendant. It's a very weird story. It makes very little sense. But the gameplay was really, really good. It was a very, very tight game. You know, it's funny. The last Castlevania game I played was for the Game Boy Advance called Circle of the Moon. One of the first Game Boy games, Advance games I ever owned, actually. And uh, I beat it. I can't really remember. This is back in 2002, 2003. And, yeah, I actually got recently got the box for it. Box for it, so... That's kind of cool, but I can't remember much about it. He played as a guy with, with gray hair, and it was short. And he, I guess he's pretty, for what it's worth. And this Castlevania game, whip stuff, I think it's the only one I've ever beat. Yeah, well, like, the Castlevania games have evolved considerably from I want to ask, what they used to be. Have you guys yeah. played the 3D ones? Like, the newer ones? Uh, I played some of them. I, I played the uh, Castlevania 64. Well, I mean, like, the recent... Oh, no, 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 no. I know, I haven't played any of those. There's a bunch ones. of those ones. There's a new one that came out not too terribly long ago. Actually, I was looking at it when we were game hunting today. Um, I've never tried them, but I've heard good okay. things. They'll pick one. I, so, I keep seeing a collector's collection of couple. But, like, you know, I don't know. The thing, the thing about Castlevania is that it used to have such a crazy, rich story, too. Like, just the story of, like, the Belmonts and the, them being vampire hunters. And it was really, really, you know, immersive into it. And... It seems like it's just one of those, you know, oversaturated games at this point that I'm afraid to get into it because I love the first four like so much. Yeah. Um. So I've 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 been very hesitant about joining the new Castlevania wave of games, but have they rebooted at any point? Do you think? Uh, Are they all connected still? I doubt it. I highly, highly doubt. What about the DS ones? I think those are the DS ones are probably truest to the original frame because like once what was it Symphony of the Night mm. and like that's what the DS ones emulated mostly yeah. was Symphony of the Night um, which is a great game I love Symphony of the Night um, but I've never tried any of the new ones the three big 3D ones Order of Ecclesia seemed to me like a standalone story at the very least it has its con- very, it's a very contained story it sounds cool so it was uh, Eternal Sonata I think that's what it was called I don't quite remember but the one where you play the, the Japanese RPG called yeah. Eternal Sonata Oh, is there? Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Eternal something. Yeah. All right, the last game. I have another one. Oh, please go one ahead. One of my favorite games of all time. What I have to mention it all the time. Game story. Sorry. <laughs> Left 4 Dead. Oh, oh that's yeah. good. Yeah. Left 4 Dead 2 is my favorite. It's uh, it's an amazing game, and it it has all those elements, zombies and yep. stuff. But the mechanics of that game, well, one like of the zombies are called witches, right? Or is that Banshee? No, no, it's a witch. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, know if it's really a zombie, zombie yeah. though. It's uh, kind of like mutate. a... It's, well, like, I guess it's a zombie, but I don't really I mean, distinguish it. Like, It's kind of distinguished separately from zombies, because it's, it's, it'll wreck your face. Like, but it's not part of like the other zombies? Uh, not necessarily, because with a witch, you te- technically you don't want to fight it. You you can kill other zombies. You can kill a witch, but chance are pretty good she's going to kill one of the four people. Okay. So is, is this girl that is, is crying... And you don't want to disturb it because it, it's really quick and really powerful. So it takes a bunch of, of hits. Yeah. And she so. can easily take someone down. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a big threat yeah. um, to the game. But yeah, but, that's a great choice. But mechanically, oh man, I admire that game so much. I wish so we played it sometime. We, we should. We should. And we've talked about we have, That's come up quite a few times. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's wor- yeah, I have played it. I enjoyed it, and I would like to play with you guys. Yeah. One. All right, that's it. All right, last game. All right. Then. So um, yeah, you just left. So today. I actually bought this game today. Yeah. Um, this is Zombies Ate My Neighbors by uh, published by Konami, but made by Lucas Hertz. Oh, is it? Yep, I love that game. Uh, yeah, it's a great game. Uh, came in '93 for SNES and, and Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, that's the one I played on originally. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I got the I only an SNES one, but I played on the Genesis back when I was a kid. 
So for any crazy people that have never played this game before, you guys should play it. Definitely should. But it's it's like a top down game. Uh, one to two players. Have you played it before, Stagey? Yeah. Okay. I figured. Um, I figured he did too. Um, one to two player, and you just kind of go around shoot zombies and a plethora of other horror. You could say movies. it's like a love letter to B movies. It, it, it absolutely is. And one thing that I kind of wanted to mention too is that even the level titles. Are, are very kind of like B-horror movie. I have a couple, yeah. uh, of examples. Terror in Isle 5, where you're in a department store fighting baby demons. Of course. And then a shocking sequel to level 34, level 46, <laughs> Day of the Chainsaw. Yeah. And so they, they're just like very, very self-aware, um, Her kind of thing. Very, very. And the biggest thing that actually stands out to me is that the very beginning of the game, you know, it has that kind of that spiral look that you yeah. kind of see on it's this. That's very like, you know, the Vertigo cover from that old, old, you know, movie. Yeah. Um, and then, and it has like the black and white. It's very, very kind of creepy beginning. Then when you press start and it goes like, ha <laughs> I, I, I have that eternally in my brain. Um, Can you do it again? <laughs> it's a great game. It's really hard. Um, it's very, very hard. I've not gotten very far. Um, I've gotten relatively far in it, but I've never been able to beat it. And the biggest problem beating this game is that you get items. There's a bunch of different items, weapon upgrades. Um, you can even get a potion to turn yourself into a big beast. Of course. Um, so you can get all these items. Just to save... Uh... Citizens. Yes, yes. yes. That, that's part of the main gameplay. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> is that you're supposed to be running around saving your neighbors before zombies get to them. Or um, otherwise they're eaten. Otherwise they get eaten. And I think you just get points. Um, and it's like a kind of a competition. Do you need enough to pass the level? Like Not really. Even even if all your neighbors get eaten in a level, the door to the next level opens in. It's technically called zombie saving neighbors, not zombie save my neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> or save my neighbors from, neighbor from zombies. Yeah, so... Um, so it's it's a very, very funny game, but the reason why it's so hard is that it doesn't have a passcode system, so if you make it like near the end, have a password, and then start up again, you don't have any of the items that you would have normally yes. accumulated, so it's make, that makes the game really challenging to kind of continue playing. I don't like that kind of challenge. It is it is an annoying way to challenge the time. Yeah. So that's that's one of the few times where I prefer something like the Retron, which you can use save states on. Because it is, I don't really want to... I hate passwords. Yeah, I just yeah. Pick it up. And they're long. It's annoying. Yeah. You gotta have a book with all these fucking numbers. Yeah, it's like that. Um, and one thing that they also do that's kind of funny is that um, they parody popular culture a lot in this game. Um, so for one one example, one level is called Look Who's Shopping Now, uh, which is a parody of Look Who's Talking Now. Of course, yeah. Um, where, you, topical. where you fight a giant baby, right? Stupid baby. Um, weird kids on the block, obviously. <laughs> oh my God, new, yeah. At the time, they were very... Very topical yeah. time. Um, and then the last one is The Day the Earth... Uh, what was it? The day the Earth ran away. Obviously, a parody <laughs> from the day the Earth turned still. So they're they're very very light. Um, Love puns. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of it. Um, very very solid game. I'm excited to have it. Yeah, I'm glad you got it. Man. I'm gonna see if I can beat it one of these days. I hope that you can. Maybe we should play for the show. Ooh, it's co-op. Yes, it is. That's awesome. So I think that was the last Halloween. Game, right? That was all I got. If you guys want to listen to the closing of the episode, just please write down this password, 04692382. And uh, once you put that, you'll get the closing. Yeah, there you go. All right, this is the closing. So, um, thanks for entering the password, you guys, and listening to uh, the end. Uh, so, bonusbarrel.com. Everything's there. So, you ever get lost or confused. Actually, as of this recording, there's an episode. Episode 54 plays an old episode. I have not fixed it. Oh, Someone yeah, else but, mentioned it. But, but, I okay, forgot. okay. So I'm gonna, I mentioned it. And I know. I, I forgot. Totally got overlooked. And you forgot to remind me. Yeah. I so I'm gonna have all that after this. It's funny. And uh, cartridgeclub.org, of course, we have some episodes there. We have the, the Twitters. You know, I don't know if people have noticed, but on our Twitter page, I've been adding, and I would encourage you to do it as well. Anytime I see a barrel in a game I'm playing, I upload a screenshot. <laughs> so yesterday, I added uh, one of the Tales of Hysteria, that sweet-ass barrel I ran into in the town. So, you know, if I find any more barrels, I'm going to make sure to upload them. I feel like barrels could be our thing. Now. Yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been keeping an eye open, um... But you're gonna find some in Bloodborne. You I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> Get there some sweet Bloodborne barrel. <laughs> I think by the end of the year we can tally to see which barrel looks best, or which one represents the bonus barrel the most. <laughs> uh, YouTube. Uh, maybe we'll have an episode soon. Uh, well, 
hopefully when you're not sick? sick? Well, like, uh, hopefully we'll have another bottle in the barrel and another set piece. Yeah, we should do that. About, spoilers, the worst game I've ever played in my entire so life. So far. Yeah. So. Uh, and BB Rants, you had the draft of one. That, yeah, that's sort of, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all the way there. Yeah. Alright, so we got so we got content. So we some things that are, like, almost done. I, I promise you guys, our YouTube channel is not dead. And uh, RBD Rants still exists. So, <laughs> I think that's it. So, thank you guys for listening. I'm Rob. And left. Say happy Halloween.